iterative planning is brilliant because it gives you that guidance it shows you the mm. bigger picture where you want to go yeah but equally you need to feed things into it because yeah. life happens things yeah. change you get new inspiration Welcome to another episode of Real You, Real Money. We've got such a lovely guest today who has been so patient with me in getting her on this episode. This is a bit of a theme that comes up on here. I think I had COVID and all sorts, and then I delayed lots of people being on the episode, but she's on the podcast. She's finally here. We've got Emily Armitage. I'm just, actually, I've never said that out loud. Am I saying that right? Armitage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Something like, oh, no. Um, And Emily has recently pivoted, so we're going to get into that, but she's a coach who helps her clients get unstuck and make shit happen. Um, and yeah, she's just recently pivoted from being a money coach. So that was where originally you were going to come on. We were going to talk about that. Yes. And then when I saw you pivoted and I was sort of reinviting people, I was like, oh, that would be fun to talk about as it's well. It's going to be a more interesting chat. <laughs> what do you mean? There's nothing more interesting than money. <laughs> so um, Emily, can I hand over to you? Can you let us know a bit about who you are and how you ended up doing what you do now? Yeah, sure. So I'm Emily. Hello. And I started off, well, I started off having a business selling like spreadsheet downloads. I did not know that. Yeah. So I know we're talking about pivoting. So I pivoted. This will be my third pivot. Yeah. Third time lucky. And yeah, I think what I did there was I started, I wanted to start the business, but I hadn't quite qualified as Mm. a coach yet. And I was a bit hesitant about jumping into coaching without having that little piece of paper yeah so I started the business before the business I wanted to start yes and previous to that it took me eight years to actually get down to do the coaching qualification Mm. and I was sort of half immersed in that world I was getting coaching myself I was seeing other people do their coaching courses and coaching qualifications to get clients and I was like there's this little voice inside my head going, that's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Why are you not doing it? But then, and as somebody who makes things happen, generally, that's, yeah. I do stuff. Yes. But this, I got so in my head with this, I mm. think because I really wanted it. Yeah. And so I put it off and put it off and put it off for like eight years, started this business, which didn't really do anything, and then qualified as a coach and then entered the world of wealth worth money coaching how did you end up doing that first like going into the money coaching I'm not sure so I was trying to sort of think about my like a niche because everybody's like you've got a niche you've got to have a thing mm. and I was like what do I what really pisses me off mm-hmm. um because that tends to be a catalyst for me yes yeah so I ended up going down that route and I think there's a bit of a I'm going to get a bit woo now if that's all right so I was on I was on a like um CPD coaching Mm -hmm. thing and the speaker put up a kingfisher holding like picture yeah and kingfishers have always been like my my animal kind of thing and they represent like abundance and wealth Mm. and prosperity and stuff and a little voice in my head is like you're a money coach Mm. at that moment and I was like oh crap (laughs) that's how I responded when I realized (laughs) but then actually like in the process of doing that I realized I'm not yes like so the wealth and worth and money 
is is totally part part of the core of what yeah. I do. Yeah. And 80% of the clients I speak to now, we will talk about money. We will yeah. talk about wealth. Yeah. 100% we'll talk about self-worth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's still very much part of the core. Mm. But there was just so many things that weren't quite right about that first iteration, mm. which I percolated with for a couple of months and dug into in different ways but yeah there was a lot of stuff that I wasn't getting right in terms of like the business model in terms of like how I was feeling about it personally that yeah. kind of stuff and and I was leaving so much on the table yeah um for clients like right I have a lot of experience in other areas from mm. my day job yeah. So like marketing, communications, project management, change management, transformation, that stuff. And I was just like, oh, I'm a coach, so I'll just coach. Yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of like, there's all this stuff that would be really useful. Yeah. And I was just leaving it at the door. Um, yeah. So I wanted to bring more of that in. And like in terms of the business model, I think because like you're very clear on who your people are. Yeah. And I was kind of like spreading my net too wide. Yeah. And I think you could do that at first, can't you? Yeah. And I think that works really well if you want to do like smaller bite-sized stuff at quite low price points. Like there's so many people who are doing that very well. Mm. Like Tori Dunn, who's Mm. her first 100K Mm -hmm. and she does money and all that sort of stuff. They do that really well. I didn't want to do that. Yeah. I would say she's pretty bold in who she's going for. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. But she's she's bold to the masses. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I know what you mean. I'm like, I I don't want to do that. And yeah. also I was getting a lot of I think sort of my confidence in myself is shaky. Yes. And I know we've had a conversation about put me putting myself off, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and and people would come to me and be like oh you're so inspirational Mm. this is such an important thing and that's where it would stop Mm. and and I wasn't getting any sales I wasn't getting Mm. I wasn't coaching anybody yeah and that took gave me a real confidence knock because I wasn't actually doing the thing I wanted to do yeah Yeah. and there's all all people would be like oh so you a financial advisor and I'm like no (laughs) yeah I'm not so I was kind of like I have to do something here because yeah ultimately I, this is what I want to do yeah I'm bloody good at it yeah but I just need it to work in a different way yeah yeah um, so yeah and it's interesting what you were saying as well like you're saying I'm not coaching but at the same time that was kind of mirrored in the fact that you weren't unleashing all that you were capable yes. of like there feels like there's a parallel there yeah yeah in terms of your you not getting clients not not being able to actually do what you love doing and the way that you were kind of yeah just holding parts of yourself I guess and and, and unintentionally hiding them yeah from people. it's kind of like oh I'll put this in this like box at the back yeah Nobody will be interested in that yeah yeah, yeah. I, was, I was definitely doing that it's such a key example of the ways in which we we do that we we internalize this and often it's conditioning but like we internalize these like unsaid rules about business and accidentally yeah. find ourselves doing things that we don't even mean to do yeah. and then go well, why was I doing that like and we've yeah. all done that frequently so you pivoted yes Can you tell us a bit about what you've shifted into so I got really clear on 
who I wanted to work with. Yeah. And I got clear on what I've got to offer. Yeah. And I also got clearer on who I am. Yeah. So I dug quite a lot into my human design. Mm. Now, I am super conflicted about human design. Me too. (laughs) Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. Because it's got super (laughs) dodgy origins Uh from my point of view. Yeah. And it's the the best modality I have found for navigating myself as a person, life in general, yeah. and and it's really helping me in my business so I'm really conflicted about that it's so what are your thoughts? my thoughts are very very similar so I was introduced to it by everyone's always said to me like I always get messages people going Ray you'd love human design you'd love human design and I was like oh I can't I don't have time to look at another something and then my coach what happened no Amanda Perry mentioned it to me and to the, oh, there's a brilliant episode on the podcast with Amanda. She doesn't talk about human design, but we messaged quite a lot. And she was like, have a look, Ray. I've just done it with somebody and it's really blown my mind. And so I was like going to sign up with that person. But then I remembered my coach that I'm paying does human design stuff. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. Don't do that, Ray. <laughs> so I messaged my coach and she was like, yeah, she was like, gave me a site and I looked it up. So I'm a manifested ge- generator. Is that the one? Okay. Manifested yeah. generator which I think is, and, and it like has explained things about myself that not, like I've, I'm so intrigued by astrology and I've got mm. lots of friends who are into it. I do not, when I read about myself as a Scorpio and all the other things, I just don't relate to it at all. Mm. Like bits of being a Scorpio, like the way that we are, our boundaries are very defined. My boundaries are super like, you know like very very problematically defined at times Mm -hmm. but so that bit but other than that like it's not I've never really read something from an astronomy point of view astrology point of view and gone oh man that explains so Mm -hmm. much whereas the human design I bought this blueprint by I can't Erin Erin Claire Jones yes I bought that (laughs) on the advice of my coach and I was like this explains so much about me yeah but equally done research into it and it seems to me like it's like some guy at some point got together a load of different modalities merged them and kind of branded them as his own which obviously is quite dodgy yeah but equally the fact that he took them I think from so many places makes sense as to why it probably makes a lot of sense at the same time do you know what I mean like not okay and that might be like taking those from all those different places might be why it does work for. And I, I've spoken to other clients who it really didn't land for at all. So yeah. it's clearly not for everyone. But yeah, for me, it's been incredibly useful for owning who I am, like yeah. allowing myself to be who I am. And I'm still leaning into that and allowing mm. myself to follow. Because a big thing, what's your, I don't know what you call them even, design? So I'm a 5-1 sacral generator. Oh, oh I, I do know. I'm a four six. Okay. What am I? My sacral. I might be sacral generator. Yeah. Generator. Yeah. Yeah, but I can't remember my. I know most of my bits are defined apart from my ego and my emotions. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> like everyone's gonna listen and go, "What? What are you talking about?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm very like my again. My coach was like, "Oh, you're so defined in all these bits." And I was like, "I don't know what this means." the more you dig into it the more you're like oh this is weird yeah I mean lots of it again so the undefined bits being like your ego and your emotions made a lot of sense for how strong my inner critic is for example Mm. 
and also the fact that I really trust myself and then I lose it like so mm. you, if you do a chart you get like a, a chart of your body and you've got these sent these points everyone's gonna be like Ray this is very different I'm revealing parts of myself that you did not know about I also like tarot there you go and um, <laughs> me too <laughs> And yeah, it makes a lot of sense to me because I'll often scan like, oh yeah, I know this, I know this, I know this. And there's like this wobbly bit and that'll be when I lose okay. my trust. And so when I saw that, I was like, that makes so much sense for me, the way that I can go, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. And that is a very like, you know, that's daily inside what inside my head mm. sounds like all the time. So yeah, yeah, I found that incredibly interesting. And as someone who's self-diagnosed with ADHD, my type and I know that I've spoken to other people who feel similar really fits in my Mm. kind of design fits very much in there's quite a lot of stuff in there that also ties into the ADHD stuff as well in a very like accepting way not in a like you should change this in a like this is who you are and that's okay yeah yeah exactly it's yeah how you work with it yeah so why did we get onto that I said (laughs) (laughs) because that I started exploring that a lot more mm. to look for a direction in my yes. business and what I yes. wanted to do yeah um, so yeah so apparently so I've done various like courses about yeah. branding and business and human yeah. design and apparently your sun gate your like conscious sun gate right which is like when you get a chart there's numbers on either side yes that bit boggles my brain that's a lot of yeah. information so it's like the one on the right yeah that one mm-hmm. <laughs> that number was is like is helpful in helping you in that direction right so I spent probably about two months re- like just digging into that and mm. exploring that and going well what does that actually mean for me and how does that show up for me yeah and yeah eventually narrowed it down and narrowed it down I got a, like a a spidergram thing mm. which in the middle says what the fuck am I doing <laughs> And then there's all these like points off from the outside, mm. just like spiraling around it, taking mm. everything in, like mm. what I've been doing in my day job, who I want to work with. Like, because I'm I really want to work with people who want to make something rea- reality. Like yes. that really gets me going. Mm. And so yeah it was it was looking at that as well like who yeah. are my people because like I said before I was spreading my net so wide it just yeah. wasn't landing with anybody yeah I always say it's like being Debenhams like when we do that you know and I know some people love Debenhams I, I know like may it rest in peace it's on the, online yeah. if you really loved it but like some people love Debenhams but one of the downfalls was for Debenhams is that it was trying to be everyone everything to everyone and a lot of people don't have strong feelings about Debenhams. They yeah. like go in there to get something, but they'll, they'll happily cheat on it by going wherever else they can get yeah, the yeah. thing. And sometimes we end up being that kind of like accidentally often through believe, A, believing it will bring us more people because we'll, attract, we'll appeal to more people, but also through scarcity really in that we sort of like don't think there's enough for us to really mm. stand out. Yeah, and that's obviously so human, so normal. Of course, we feel that way. But yeah, it's a really, really common mistake. And I think one of the things, as like I've been like in the early six figures for most of my business, it's only recently I've kind of had to acknowledge. And it's tricky to even say this on the podcast, but I'm always trying to be really honest. Go, you know what, Ray? I think you're stuck there. I think you're mm. stuck at that 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 point. And it's been really 
interesting to notice that the key from all the research I've done from speaking to people who've gone beyond that is actually digging more into me (laughs) it's not we tend to start to outsource ourselves at that point to doing other people's stuff but actually the further on you go the more it is about digging into who you are and what works for you one thing I really want to highlight that you said about the human design as well and I think this is super important when we're looking at anything whether it is those more spiritual aspects that do or don't work for people or it's you know a really logical course that seemingly promises us a thing is like it sounds like you've really filtered that through yourself like your own filter yeah. of what works for you yeah um, take take what be inspired but take what works and leave yeah. what doesn't like yeah have, have you always had that filter is that something that you've been working on consciously or unconsciously so. I think I've always been somebody who likes to learn things and likes to yeah. know stuff and but then at the same time I've always been someone that's quite like <laughs> this sounds awful judgmental like yeah. in terms of what I'm you're in your company there <laughs> <laughs> so I'm kind of like I, I question a lot and always have done like yeah my favorite word was why as a kid yeah. like yeah so I think I think it's something that going back to the human design thing like mm. the one part of my profile is mm. the like investigator it's yeah the, the knowledge seeker so yeah I've always done that I think it's just a innate thing mm. yeah not always good because I'm like well why is this happening like, yeah yeah and it can be super useful I think a lot of mm. us when we don't have that part and the why like not the why itself isn't necessarily scary for people but the answer can be really scary mm. like for you when things weren't selling and i know like emily's been in a few of my programs and i know like when it when you're in that space it's really hard to like investigate that and face that it is and it's just it's it's like the answer is in there somewhere yeah. it's like it's like like a lucky dip barrel yeah. like the answer is in there where is it like yes. digging yes. through and digging through and it's and yeah yeah absolutely and it's fascinating sense. isn't it because sometimes it's like it's something like there's a there's a kink in your messaging there's a yeah. a problem with your pricing there's a something or there's a mindset something and sometimes mm-hmm. for you it was almost like you started in the like nuts and bolts and you went out and out and out and out and out so it's like wow it's a really like you know a zoom out thing things. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely okay so how is your pivot feeling now Oh, my pivot's feeling great. Nice. It's feeling, it's feeling like me. Yeah. Which feels like a weird thing to say. But yeah, it feels a lot more solid. Yeah. A lot less shaky. And and the timing of it is interesting because, well, this this will be going out when I've hopefully had the child. Yeah. <laughs> the child. The child. But like I did it two months before, like I was planning on yeah. going on maternity leave yeah and it just felt right like Mm -hmm. not to not do it and to wait felt like a waste of time yeah so it it really felt like the right point even though to an outsider it might seem like why the why why are you doing that like why not wait I've I've had Mm. conversations with like fellow coaches and stuff like that Mm. trying to like mulling it over a little bit and they wouldn't have done that but for me it felt like the right thing to do I think yeah yeah I think it's a hundred percent the right thing to do and I think the timing was absolutely right makes perfect Mm. sense to me you're but you're birthing you're in the process of birthing and so it makes perfect sense that you also birth a new iteration of yourself 
during yeah. that time. Yeah. yeah, never thought of it like that, but there yeah. you go. That's my my job pass. Hypnobirth. Yeah, my hypnobirthing stuff. But it is, I've seen it over and over again. I'll be so do let me know when you have the baby. Let us see. And this is I don't want anyone to think like for this to be a pressure at all. But both times when I've had my kids, it's been a birth of something creative as well. And new Mm. versions of me and all sorts of things have happened. Mm. And I do think like, obviously, the sleep deprivation is unreal and all of those things. But I do like you also get in order to cope with that stuff, you get these like hormone things Mm. happen and all sorts. So it's quite an amazing time for new like business ideas and new versions mm. of you and new new understandings of yourself and all sorts of things yeah and I just love how much it's so funny because we we're recording this I I officially announced the change of name for the podcast last week and we're recording it the next week and it's so beautiful how well what you're talking about fits into yeah to the whole thing it's like you know realizing that I feel more me doing this this encompasses yeah. more of who I am and in lots of ways you've got less niche right officially yeah because you're doing a, wider stuff yeah well I'm doing wider stuff but who I'm talking to is narrower exactly so it's it, I've gone opposite yes land yeah yeah almost like you've gone you're going deeper with the people that you're getting I would think as well like I kind of described that when I I've been doing some moving around of my stuff and I was saying to somebody I was like I feel like in a way it's getting more narrow but it's definitely getting deeper like mm. it's less wide and more deep which I think sounds similar with you you're yeah. being able to do more with those people so onto your new direction which is really about helping people get unstuck with mm-hmm. what they do and helping people make the things happen what do you think are the main things that keep people stuck and, and I speak specifically about you know your people yeah yeah there are quite a few things but I think a lot of it boils down to the little voice in your head that has been implanted in there mm. from being socialised and growing up in the society that we're in. Yeah. And I've got a handy quiz on my website if anybody wants to check that out. Yeah, we'll but, link that in the show notes as well. Like, there's a people, there's the, the lack of confidence and the lack of confidence in self and in abilities. And that is quite a heady combination. Mm-hmm. And that is something that I've struggled with myself. Mm. That is one of the top things that I talk to people about. Yeah. And it's that people pleasing narrative comes into it yeah. and they go, well, I can't do this thing because it will mean X, Y, Z for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Or there's no time for me because I have to do X, Y, Z for somebody else. Yeah. And it's that, it's it's really, all, all of it boils down to that conditioning that we receive. Yeah. If you're socialized female, that you are, your worth is in what you can give away and be. Yes. In, in service to others or in making yourself as small as possible yeah. or in not going after your dreams and ideals. Yes. And we are living in everybody's ideas that have come to life. Yeah. Like when you yeah. really think about it, yeah, it's like I'm sat on a cushion, which somebody obviously thought up, yeah. on a laptop, which somebody thought up, full of components yeah. that somebody thought up. Like it's, we have so much within us Mm. that other people are waiting for and need yeah and when we're sat there through no fault of our own going oh I'm not sure about this yeah and we could be changing other people's lives but also our own yeah and living in ways that would make us happier yeah 
it, that drives me wild. <laughs> I hear you. And I know I talk about this all the time, but my version of that in my work is that I talk a lot about how people feel like they're deluding themselves with, and it, and it comes in terms of money amounts, but it also massively comes in terms of like, let's say writing a book. Who am I to think yes. I could write a book? Who am okay, I to think? I want to read that book. <laughs> one day, one day. My, I was thinking about it as you were saying, I was like, is that one of the reasons I'm not writing that bloody book? But yeah, like I think that, but we do that. And in the meantime, there are these billionaires, like not just having the idea but building rockets and going to space. That's yeah. what they're focusing their time on. And we're like, if I do, if I launch that course, if I become it like eight years of you being like, if I become a coach, like, could I do that? Will that happen? You know, we're focusing on these small things, not doing yeah. them. Like, and again, not our fault. Like you've just brilliantly described about the conditioning and stuff, like absolutely understandable considering the world we walk in. And if we don't get over it, if we don't heal it, if we don't do it, it's not going to get done. No. And, and it's the just world's just going to be them. The yeah. Uh, yeah. Or worse. Yeah. Yeah. Feels like it's getting worse, doesn't it? But we're going to not let that happen. But yeah, exactly. So yeah. Okay. I love that. All right. And so what, with your, with your people, what are your, like, do you have any, like, I know there'll be loads of work involved in it, but do you have any kind of tips for how people, when they're, if they're finding themselves in that place of stuckness, what they can do about that? I think it really depends on what what is the root of the stuck. Yeah. <laughs> what is at the bottom of that procrastination loop yeah. and doom? And I think if it's something like confidence, it's it's understanding what confidence means to you. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people see confidence, I know, several of my clients when I've talked to them about what what is a confident person to you and they will list things like extrovert and Mm -hmm. loud and Mm. um, a people person and all this and then when I ask them right so is that who you want to be Mm. they'll go no I don't want to be that that's not me at all yeah I'm like okay so there's a gap there yeah (laughs) how do you want to how do you want to fill that gap what is confidence to you what does it look like to you yeah. Um, like I'm relatively confident I'm that is growing all the time and mm. I think it's important to remember that you never there's no like nobody gives you a crown for being like the queen of confidence like yeah oh. it doesn't just you don't <laughs> you don't just get to a level it yeah. you grow all the time you grow and you change and things mm. come in and you go oh me like three months ago would never have done that or me a year ago would never have done that wow I've come so far and that doesn't really stop like that's iterative so yeah I think understanding what confidence is to you and what 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 that feels like to you or how you would want it to be like I'm not an extrovert I am quite Mm. quiet Mm. and that is okay like I don't want to be yeah. an extrovert because it's not in my nature yeah but that doesn't mean I can't be confident yeah so yeah knuckling down into that and I think an exercise I do like to do is ask people to build like a confidence capsule Ooh. and that can be any like that can be written it can be visual it can be video mm-hmm. whatever works better for you but just something somewhere like a box or a folder on your desktop where you put things and save things that either mm. made you feel confident or you mm. didn't think you could do and you did and that boosted you. Mm. So it's somewhere you can go and look at it yeah. when you're feeling 
less than you want yeah. to be and go oh look I've done all this stuff mm. I forgot about that yeah as like a, a reminder to yourself yeah that's quite a nice thing to do yeah definitely I love that and it really strikes me it's something that again we talk about in my work quite a lot is like defining those things like yeah like defining people go I just want to be successful well define what you mean by that because otherwise we're just operating in yeah and I imagine one that comes up for your people might as well be like things like consistency I think that can get people really stuck that pursuit of always showing up in the same way all the time until you yeah. actually find yourself completely stuck in a cycle yeah, of not totally. doing stuff so like define what that means for you yeah. not what you've been handed down from other people yeah. that don't know you and have Definitely. never thought about you cool I love that so the thing I wanted to ask you before we go into because this has flown by already it has. <laughs> so and the bit I wanted to ask you is something in your Instagram bio and you say you talk about big dream energy anchored in reality and I just wanted you to kind of expand on that what do you mean by that okay what I mean by that is that that big dream energy is like the thing you really want to do that won't leave you alone and it feels scary yeah but you cannot let go like it's there and you're not doing anything about it and you just it's just a dream yeah right if you don't anchor that dream in reality in some way, yeah. So with a start-off point, with a with an iterative plan, like I love, I love a plan, but I love the doing more. Mm. If you don't have something that's flexible and flows with you yeah. to set you to like jump start you, yeah, it's always gonna stay a dream. You have mm-hmm. to make it real somehow. Yeah even when it feels massive and big and exciting and scary and oh my god can I even do this I really want to I can't stop thinking about it where is that jump pad yeah yeah Yeah, where is that coming from yeah what are you gonna do how are you gonna do it yeah so yeah that's what I mean by that like I love that and I think that really takes it out of it because sometimes I always say potential is my favorite emotion <laughs> like I love the feeling of like something's going to happen yeah. but the danger in that, and that can be brilliant it can be a place where you can really grow those dreams from the danger of that is that it feels so comfortable to keep it in potential that you don't take it into reality and I think also sometimes that potential energy some people find exciting some people find it overwhelming it can kind mm. of turn in on itself as well and yeah, become this definitely. like but I haven't done it I'm not doing it it's not I can't yeah. do it and so and giving yourself procrastination comes in yes because, and then yeah. you start beating yourself up about it and yeah. then you go oh, I'm just going to forget about it and then there's yeah. this cloud of thing following yeah. you around yeah and you feel worse about yourself yeah exactly but giving yourself that that launch launching point or that space to put your feet really mm-hmm. is an amazing way to kind of break that loop that cycle yeah. of doom that can happen I definitely and I think with planning people think oh if I make a plan I have it like it's set in stone yeah it doesn't have to be yeah like in my day job I've done a lot of like iterative planning and mm-hmm. project management stuff iterative planning is brilliant because it gives you that guidance it shows you the Mm. bigger picture where you want to go yeah but equally you need to feed things into it because life happens things change you get new inspiration something comes up you feed it in and and change how you need to be so ultimately you'll get where you want to go yeah just the course might look different from what you thought when you set off and that's totally okay absolutely you can do that yeah I love that Thank you, Emily. So we always end on some like quick fire questions. Yeah. So the first one is finish this sentence. Money is freedom, opportunities and choices. 
Love that. And then the next one is, what is the best book? I don't know if you're reading. When I'm pregnant, I do not read because my brain is frazzled. But have you read any good books lately, either fiction or business or nonfiction, whatever it is? Yeah, I've, I'm still reading. I'm you're still quite well. like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I always go back to The Soul of Money just because. Yes. Oh, I love that book so much. A really good book. It was. It's um, open over there. Yeah. <laughs> like on my yeah. Um, and I really rate burnout as well that I've, I go back to that quite a bit yeah so yeah I'd say those two are my like top faves yeah yeah cool and then last question bit of a cruel one potentially to ask a pregnant person but if you could only eat one thing for the rest of your life <laughs> what would it be bread to be honest yeah like my dad's celiac and I'm like if I am ever celiac, I'm just going to ignore it because I can't <laughs> live without bread. Like, just going to vomit. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, because bread's gross. Um, yeah. Yeah, bread. Bread and butter. You can toast yeah. it. You I, can, oh, yeah. All the different yeah. iterations of it as well. Yeah. There's so many oh, different yeah. ways. Yeah. Not, nice answer. We often get bread or potatoes. Like there's a lot of bread or potatoes and I'm I'll here for them the both. Bread over the potatoes. <laughs> cool. Thank you so much. Can you let people know? I know like you're on maternity leave and stuff and you should be back by the time we put this out. But can you let people know where to find you? Yes. What you've got going on? Of course. So yeah, like like you say, I'm I am technically on maternity leave now but my website is always open and that is www.emilyarmitage.co.uk. Uh, the quiz is on there if you want to find out what's keeping you stuck and how to get unstuck fast I've got a self-paced course on there if money is the thing that is giving you the Mm heebie-jeebies and I am planning something very exciting for early 2023 so it's going to be like a four months one-to-one with group aspect to it which I am incredibly excited about so yeah that you can find out a bit more about that on there sign up to the wait list if you're interested cool thanks emily oh and i'm on instagram as well sort of sort of (laughs) sort of as we all are these days yeah Um, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) uh, thank you so much for being here i'm so glad we got to do it and i'm so excited for what you are like doing going forward what of a popping that baby out and then also (laughs) the direction with your business that'd be fine Um, (laughs) um cool thanks very much thanks babe thanks so much for having me on